Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a good day to you. This is Brad Zocco. You're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. It is a nice, crisp, early evening here. I'm going to do one more podcast before I head into the house for the evening here. Looking outside, and uh, Smokey Joe, our barn cat, is chasing squirrels around the back, and everything's covered with leaves right now. It's very, very nice. I'm in the barn studio. I want to thank you for joining me as we have a very, very festive uh, season coming up here. We're talking about some things that are pretty sobering in Revelation chapter 16. Isn't it amazing that we can show the grace of God, the love of God, and the warnings against the coming judgment? And there are those that would take it back and attack the messenger or be very, very angry about the message that's being given for, for among other reasons, is that they just want to do what they want to do. And I'm always grieved by this. Uh, I believe it's been on a daily basis that people on the different social media that I host and the comments are virtually every time they're of a personal nature, whether toward me personally or toward others, and very little reasoning put in there. And at first I was thrown by this, but I'm now getting used to that, that there's an anger against the presentation of the gospel, uh, presentation of the scriptural narrative, uh, just the presentation of Christians talking seems to bother people, and it helps me understand that some people don't want to discuss. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18 says very, very clearly, let us reason together. Your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. They're like crimson, they shall be as wool. And some people say, I don't want to. I don't want to discuss. I don't want anything. And even at the course of an initial punishment, they will reject it. And that's the way it is here. Revelation chapter 16. Let me give you a couple of announcements before we get going here. I'm very, very excited about uh, being here throughout the winter months. I finished my my traveling for the calendar year. I was in the Appalachian region. You can uh, hear me talk about that in my morning classes on TikTok at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or over on YouTube at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I shared some different things and being able to speak at the uh, Appalachian Independent Ministers Fellowship, uh, that conference there. I was just very honored to be one of the conference speakers and uh, just had a number of wonderful new friends that I was able to make. And I just really had a great time. Very tired. Today is a day of uh, just recuperating and getting desk work done. And I'll be here through the seasons, uh, coming up here through the holiday seasons and working here in the barn, getting our electronic and also some of our paperwork done here too. If you're not on our newsletter, please write me at brad at org. brad at org, And then go visit our website, please, theheaventour.com, theheaventour.com. And you can Go in there and learn about our ministry and also go to the tour map, see where I've been this summer, uh, this winter, this last spring, uh, all the way through and then finishing up. And then if your church or your youth group or your camp or your conference would like me to come and speak, then please let me know by contacting me at brad at org. Brad at theheaventour.org. And let's see if we can't get together. Right now, I am uh, starting tomorrow. I'm going to start penciling in 
the different dates for the 2024 calendar uh, travel, uh, um, just all, all of the list of the different travel places I'll be going to in this. And so if you're looking for a maybe a two-day conference, uh, that's what we do in Eastern Maryland every year. We have a two-day conference, and uh, there will be a, a heavy question and answer session time, a lot of interaction. If that's something you'd like, please let me know and we can talk, okay? Thank you so much for uh, uh, just showing interest. Amazon, two books that we have available, What is Heaven All About? and also Heaven, the Adventure Begins, both available on Amazon and on Kindle uh, as well. Revelation chapter 16. This is a, a, a very, very hard passage to read and, uh, and, and take it anything as, except as the seriousness of which it's presented. And now we've moved from these different judgments and we move into the sixth bowl. There have been sealed judgments and there are people that rebelled anyway. They would not repent. Many, many did, but there are still some that held out. There was the destruction of property in God's wrath and destruction of many things around there in nature, and, and still people rebelled. Then you moved on to the trumpet judgments, and that carried you through. The judgments start in Revelation chapter 6 and go all the way to Revelation chapter 19. Now 16 here is slowly setting up for a great battle. Revelation chapter 16, verses 12 through 16 is where we're going to concentrate right now with the time that we have. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up. So you pour out a bowl, and instead of adding liquid, it takes everything away. You're seeing this is really God's, as I keep saying, Revelation is the book of opposites. What secular society would reason God is showing the miraculous and the celestial. The water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east, note that, the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are spirits of demons, performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So this demonic uh, uh, presentation, verbal presentation, is actually drawing, demon-wise, drawing the nations to a rebellion. Behold, this is the quote, I am coming as a thief, says the Lord. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame, unquote. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew, Armageddon. Now we're starting to see this. It's going to lead us up to chapter 19. We've talked about the Euphrates River in yesterday's podcast, and I'm going to share some things here. And remember, this Euphrates River is a magnificent river. Runs about 1,800 English miles long, and it is running, I'm going to say it would be about anywhere from three to it could be over 10 football fields wide. It could be as much as 1,200 yards wide. Now think about that. You're not talking about just, oh, we went to the Jordan River during the times that I was at in the Holy Land, and I don't even know if it was even 100 yards across. I know it wasn't even half, a, half of a football field across there. I, I imagine I could swim across the Jordan River. It wasn't that deep. It wasn't that intimidating. Oh, it couldn't have even been a quarter of a football field across. And you're looking at this. And then Don Hudson, the leader of the group, uh, my, my late friend, gone on to be with the Lord. 
he told me, he says, in its day, back at the, in the Old Testament times, the Jordan River was absolutely massive, going away almost a quarter of a mile across. And this is what we're looking at here, the River Euphrates, massively across there. And it dries up. The water was dried up so the ways of the kings of the east might be prepared. And so, if you're talking about a highway that's going to be at least um, 10 to 1,200 yards wide, can you amass, uh, imagine the massive army that can move that way going down there? And as they are coming here, then some say, well, as they're moving on to do battle against God, they may be going right by uh, Israel and attack them. Now, when we see this, let's look over some things here when we're talking about this too. These kings from the east, when we take, take a look at this, uh, I'm referring back, uh, God had already talked about one, an attacker, Cyrus, if you remember this, ex, uh, Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 11. Uh, that was a, a bird of prey coming from the east, uh, from a far country from the east, an attacker, Cyrus. And you see that, oh, you may remember the nativity story. They came from the east here. So we have that, that reference uh, many times uh, going through here. Now, when we see them coming, we don't really know from what nation they're from. It's, all we can say is they're coming from the east of the Euphrates. And so we could easily say, put it in the plural, nations are coming, gathering. And possibly as they move, they keep adding to the army adding to the army, adding to the army. Then you go to verse 13, and then it says we have these unclean spirits, spirits of demons. But here's the weird thing is, it, it, it gives them the, uh, the, the vision of frogs, and it keeps talking about this. When you go over to uh, Exodus chapter 8, for example, you're thinking of the plague of the frogs of Egypt, judgment, uh, we're thinking about... Uh, the Le Leviticus chapter 11 talking about these unclean animals, and so it's being brought out here too. And what's happening is when they are coming forth, we're thinking of this isn't something that is coming out in a genteel background, coming from swamps, a swamp-like vision here. Uh, they're coming out to entice from the depths of the mire of rebellion. That's the only way you can say it uh, in, in here you would see that the, the Jewish people would consider frogs to be just absolutely abhorrent, uh, just strange. But isn't it weird that there was, in history, a reference to an Egyptian uh, goddess that was like a frog, too? And so we're seeing this. What are these like? Then we see the spirits of demons performing signs. These frogs come out of their mouth. And when they're saying this, it's just as James talks about the incredible power being used by one's words. Wars have been started over words. Uh, people have found safety by other people's words and sentences are commuted by people's words. Uh, the, the words, the communication is so, so very powerful. And here, this is to describe the destructive and the grotesqueness of this. And here you see the introduction of, well, not the introduction, but the renewal of the false prophet. That When you go back to Revelation chapter 13, you're seeing the false prophet as a mockery of the Holy Spirit. Comes and says, don't look at me, keep looking at him. Look at him, the false prophet here. And you see this. When they go, you're also thinking of the beauty of God's word 
uh, think about it, is Jesus is even called the word in John chapter one, the opening four verses. And then you see here the grotesqueness of the word of the, the rebellious, the words of the ungodly as well. These come out, and this is hellish language coming out, but also from this unholy trinity, these are provocative and also inviting words too. And when they come out, this false trinity is the dragon, the beast, the false prophet, and but they're working together. And when they come out, they are doing in any way the deceiving or the enticing or maybe the, uh, the intimidation of words are causing them to be gathered together. They are gathered together to do battle, gathering them to the battle. These spirits of demons here are joining forces to do battle as we see here. And as we look at it, I mean, think about what I just read here too. When they come, they are spirits of demons performing signs which got to the kings of the earth of the whole world to, for what purpose? Gather them to do to the battle, to the definite article singular, the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Then God turns around and says, you'd better be ready for this. But in this phrase, there is going to be a battle. They're not going to be infighting. They're not going across the river to fight each other. This is not a civil war among neighboring or within a nation or neighboring uh, nations that are fighting each, each other. They are going to take over. Uh, this would be what is hinted here, the great day of God Almighty. That great massive day is going to come out to do battle against him. Those signs that are being brought, uh, we think about this. It tells us that signs can be done even knowing the end of the battle. The deception is so great, you're going to see in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says, there will be false prophets, false messiahs that will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. I have warned you of this, Jesus says, I've told you beforehand, and you see in Revelation 13, you're going to see this is exactly what the false prophet did. Great signs in order to what? To deceive. Now, whether or not we're really seeing a visual, unexplainable apparition or a miracle being done, we don't know. In ever the deception, it is meant to entice. And so what happens is this is so massive. This is the great day of God. This is not going to be the great win of, uh, the, of the Antichrist and everything. All of these will come for that great day of God. And where they go is called Armageddon. Armageddon. Har means hill. Megiddo is the identity, the name of the hill. Armageddon. And they are brought together here as they are ready for this battle. We're going to then see what happens whenever everything comes together for the massive battle in Revelation 19. So that's going to come along. But we just wanted to get this set up that what brings all these people to do something so futile, deceiving. Think about it. Satan's the father of lies. Uh, John chapter 8 and verse 44. He even deceives himself. He really feels that he could win. It's carried over into this as well, that the deception will be universal, worldwide rebellion. We'll talk some more about this as we continue through Revelation 16. Thank you so much, friends, for being with me. And uh, we'll, we'll continue our walk through Revelation here and looking at God's judgment and his glory and his might. 
God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.